0: Judge Judges chapter 6 verse 11, there came an angel of the Lord and sat under the oak. Sat under an oak which was at Orp- Oprah. Ophra. Oh yeah. Yeah, there we go. I was afraid we were going to be on a TV show here. Ophra. We're saying Ophra. That pertained unto Joash, the Ab- Abizrite. Preachers, this is why you should carefully read your text before you get up to read it in public so you make sure you can pronounce the words. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Get the picture. Gideon is hiding wheat. Most translations say that he threshed wheat Inside the wine press. It would have been probably either a cylindrical or a prismic. It was a big old tub that he was down inside of hiding, threshing the wheat. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. Can't you picture him? He's like... John chapter 4, verse 35, I'll just read it. Say ye not, there are yet four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are already white to harvest. I want to preach the sequel to last week. Uh, I want to talk to you for a little while longer. Don't feel like I exhausted everything that the Lord wanted uh, to do from this title. The dangers... Of harvest time. the yes. dangers of harvest time. Let's set your Bible aside, set your phone aside, whatever you got in your hand, will you lift your hands and ask the Lord to talk to you specifically? God, I'm asking you right now that you'll talk to me specifically. Talk to your word, it's alive. It's powerful. It's prophetic. And God, I receive your word today. Talk to my mind. I need you to talk to my mind and I need you to impart into my spirit everything that I need. Everything that you intend for me to get out of this service today, God. Talk to me and impart it into me. Father, in the name of Jesus, let me speak as your oracle. I don't want to speak anything more or anything less than you have ordained for this service. Quicken my mind and quicken my mouth to say exactly what you once said. Anoint us, oh God, to receive your word today, and we will thank you for it in Jesus' name. Everybody shout, Amen. Amen. And you can be seated. The dangers of harvest time. You know, in the the days when Jesus was walking around Jerusalem and the greater part of Judea in his flesh, the Scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the religious folks of that time, the scholars of the law, Brother Pat, they were sitting around talking about what's going to happen when the Messiah comes. They were saying things like, like we just sung about, miracles will happen. They were saying things like, the blind are going to see, and the lame is going to walk, and lepers will be cleansed. When Messiah comes, all this stuff is going to happen. They, they would sit around in their synagogues, and they would debate the Word, and they'd talk about the Word. And they would say, when Messiah comes, all this stuff is going to happen. And while they were there talking about when Messiah is going to come, the Messiah was walking down the street, and they didn't recognize Him. Let it not be said about the Apostolic Church and Glen Ferris Apostolic Church that we sit around and say things like when revival comes and when harvest comes and when outpouring comes, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I want to stand here on my two size 12 shoes and tell you today that revival is here, that harvest is here, that outpouring is here, that today is the day of salvation, that this Is the last day and God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. We do not need to sit idly by and say, man, when God shows up, when God starts pouring out his spirit, I'm going to tell you the harvest right now is ready. He told those disciples, He said, Don't you say in four months there's going to be a harvest. He says, I tell you right now that the harvest is already white. It's already ready to harvest. There's already people in this community and in this world in general that do want this. I know that I've heard, but y'all can be seated for a moment. I know I've heard people, all my Christian existence say, well, people just don't want this. People just don't want to live this way. People just don't want truth. People just don't want to live for God. And I have a word for you. Baloney. Baloney. I'm going to tell you, people do want this. I'm going to tell you, people do want peace. I'm going to tell you, people do want joy. People do want to live righteously. People do want their lives to be changed. People do want to be transformed. People do want to live for God. There are people out there that are absolutely hungry for you and for you and for you to just tell them, yes, there is a way. Yes, there is hope. Yes, there is a place. God loves you. The the harvest is already out there. So so I want you to understand it. there are people that do want this. But just like in the days of Gideon, there is opposition to the harvest. Midianites, and I believe it was the Amalekites, would come up in the, the days of Gideon. It says in Judges 6 and 3, So it was when Israel had sown that the Midianites came up, and the Amalekites The children of the east and even they came up against them and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth. Left no sustenance in Israel. That's why in our opening text, that's why you have Gideon down in a winepress hiding what little harvest he could gather together and he was in that winepress threshing the wheat because there was an opposition to the harvest. Little Midian, or little Gideon, excuse me, Gideon. He's he's down there, and he's just trying to 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 gather enough wheat to sustain his family. He's Trying to gather enough wheat and, and thresh it out there, and and not let the Midianites catch him because there is this pattern in Israel, which was whenever harvest time came, so did the enemy. That's why he's hiding because there's an enemy. I'm so glad there was also an angel that came by and said, you might be hiding here, but I'm going to tell you, you're a mighty man of valor. And so, Glen Ferris Apostolic Church, I want to proclaim to you today, yes, it is harvest time, and yes, there are oppositions to harvest, but you are mighty men, and you are mighty women of God. Greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. It doesn't matter what, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every voice that rises up against you is going to be silence. I'm telling you today that we've got the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are. Somebody shout it. Somebody say mighty. Mighty. They are mighty through God. God. But I want to preach for a little bit that there are some dangers at harvest time. I I come to this pulpit today with a different message. It's a message of warning and a message of instruction that there is opposition at harvest time. Maybe I'll tell a little story. I might tell a few stories. The other day after church, I was trying to probably meditate a little bit. Some people meditate on the scripture. I, I, was, I was probably trying to meditate after Sunday service. And I, and I hear this awful racket outside. Some, something beating on something outside. What in the world is going on? Well, I found out later, Brother Anderson's over there just whooping the thunder out of some snake. <laughs> Sister Angie and I, we, we, uh, on a couple Mondays ago, we went for a drive, uh, went up to Snowshoe to see the leaves. I know, I know, if you just wait three weeks, it'll be that color down here. But we, you know, we wanted to go to Snowshoe and see the leaves. And uh, as we were driving up there, do you remember how many, it was at least five snakes that we saw. It was, she says tons. Now, if there was a seven-inch garter snake on the parking lot, she would say that was tons of snakes. Huh? Extremely long. Massive it was It was a cross between a king cobra and a python. <laughs> it bit holes in our tires and was getting ready to carry away three of the children um, but we saw I, it was so it, I can't remember if it was five or seven snakes that we saw from the vehicle just. Man, there's a snake beside the road. There's one killed on the road. There's one going across the road. They were, they were, they were. Y'all ain't scared yet, are you? Okay, you okay? All right, all right. And we're we're out after the little fall fest thing. Everybody was gone except for uh, Brother Anderson. There's just a couple of us sitting around there, and, and the girls come and they say, "There's a the snake." Now, they think a nightcrawler is a snake, and they think a slug is a snake. and But no, sure enough, very, there it goes across the parking lot. And uh, I said, this is weird. We're seeing all these snakes. And I told, told the stranger, I think I might pre- preach about that. So I, I started studying the book of Google. And I found out, Brother Lanham, that in the fall say harvest time, in the fall, snakes become more active. So I thought, why are we seeing all these snakes? In the fall, right before they're going to go, right before winter comes, you know, when time is short, Uh when time is short, they become more active. At harvest time, They become more active. You see them more than than you would in the middle of the summer. I thought that's very interesting that at harvest time, the snakes become more active. So if I'm going to subtitle this message today, I'll subtitle it, Watch Out for Snakes. Because at harvest time, the snakes are going to be more active. At harvest time, the opposition is going to be more active. And I want us to keep our eyes open. I was, I, I got to go back to, to hay baling stories because every agricultural, uh, I, got, I just got to tell hay baling stories, you know. So so I'm, I'm baling hay with my brother and we're throwing hay in the, in the barn. He's stacking in the barn. I'm on the wagon and I'm pitching these bales off, you know. And, uh, and, throw this one off there and on the back side of this bale we had baled up a black snake. Now, I didn't see it because I just over here. Now, he saw it when he picked up the bale because it was on his side. And do you know what you do when you pick up a bale of hay that has a snake in it? You throw it down and then you do a dance. Okay? Now, I hope he's watching today. My brother's a macho guy, man. He's tough. Uh, he doesn't he didn't even believe in wearing gloves. I mean, he's invincible, you know. So the snake was dead, you know, because usually if you'd go through a hay baler, you'd be dead too. So he pulls that thing out, and it's about, it's near eight feet long, this big black snake in this bale. I probably can find pictures if you want. Big old black snake. He pulls it out there. But after that moment, every bale of hay has a snake in it. You, you got you got a bale of hay with a, a big stalk of milkweed in it, you know, that's turned dark. And I threw one down on the ground and, and he saw it and he jumped back and I, what's wrong with you? Never mind. You slide one across the wagon and it makes kind of a, 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 a hissing sound, you know. It's, it's, ah. the, the point is that once he saw that first snake, he became very, very intentional and very aware that there could be another one. And so, what I want us to do today, I want to bring to your attention, I want to make you very aware, very cognitively aware that there are snakes that are active at harvest time, and I'm going to talk about them a little bit today. Are you all all alright? The Bible says that uh, the devil is as a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. I think it's interesting that uh, Scripture talks about the enemy being a serpent, and it also talks about him being a roaring lion. doesn't talk t- too much about uh, you know, him, him being a, uh, an elephant. Or, uh, uh, I, I don't know, we can come up with a lot of stuff. Notice how a serpent can attack you. The only weapon a serpent has... Is its mouth.. I think it's significant that he says that he's as a roaring lion. He's not a stalking lion. He's not even a slashing, devouring lion. He's a roaring lion. It's his mouth. Be careful lest the enemy begin to speak things into your life and mess up your thinking. That's right, because when a serpent strikes, he, ins- he injects you with, quite often, neurotoxin. You know what neurotoxin attacks? Your nervous system and your brain. And the enemy wants to strike you with his mouth and mess up your thinking. You know what he wants That's to do? Right. He, w- he, wants, he wants to strike out on, on Brother Charlie here and get him thinking bad about Sister Vicky. Who's seen what I'm talking about? Who has experienced what I'm talking about? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Man, but Charlie, I don't know why you're mad at Sister Vicky. but we're going to have to sit down and counsel and see what's wrong with you. There's nothing wrong. Somewhere, someplace, there was a thought that was injected into somebody else's mind, and then you gave place to it. Watch out for snakes. I'm going to say it again. Watch out for snakes when you get a negative thought. In the book of Rome, no, I'm sorry, book of Second Corinthians, the Apostle Paul writes to them and he says, For we are not ignorant of Satan's devices. And the context of that scripture is division in the local congregation. He said, We must understand that a part of his scheme is to bring division in the local congregation. I want to preach to you, it's harvest time, watch out for serpents. I'm not telling you to watch out for people. I'm telling you to watch out for thoughts. Right. If you've got a thought against somebody, if you've got... Come on, Come on now. I feel like giving an altar call right now. Right. Amen. Yeah. I'm not preaching this because of anything that I know. I'm preaching this because God inspired me to tell you to watch out for snakes. Yeah. We have a great church. Brother Josh talked about it. How many, how many will agree with me today? This is a great church. This is a great... Con- oh, you got to clap louder than that and thank God. This is a great church. This is a great local congregation. I'm so glad for what we feel when we come together. Do not let the enemy attack your mind and try to convince you against one of your brothers or sisters. Do not let it happen. He wants to bring division. He wants to bring problems. He wants. Watch out for snakes let me give you a verse 1 Corinthians 1 and 10 Paul writes and says I beseech you brethren by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all speak the same thing that there be no divisions among you but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment he said I don't want there to be any division I don't want there to be any cracks in the foundation do you know why? because I understand snakes get in through the cracks Watch out for snakes. Paul would write to the Ephesian church and say, uh, with long-suffering, forbear one another. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavoring. I know we're not dancing. I understand that. But he said, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit Do you know what the word endeavoring means? It means work hard. Go out of your way. Put forth effort to make sure that there's unity of the Spirit. So let me help you out. When you have a negative thought against the church, against your brother, put it out of your mind. Hey, hey, I got something that will help us tremendously in the future. Give your brother the benefit of the doubt. That's right. That's right. Always assume the best. Look at somebody that you didn't ride here with. Just look at him and say, I think you're wonderful. Look at somebody else. I think you're wonderful too. Look at somebody else and say, I think you're for me. I don't think you're against me. My goodness, I was ready to give an altar call. Now I'm ready to dance. I feel the Holy Ghost so strong right now. I am not against you. You are not against one another. Nobody's. There's no separation. There's no alternate agendas. There's no other things. Going, we want the will of God. I want, will of God I want the will of God for your life. I want the will of God for your life. I want the will of God for your life. And that's the only agenda. You. We are for one another. That doesn't mean that I won't say something that upsets you. That doesn't mean that every now and then, man, Brother Stephen, you might say something that Brother, Kev- Brother Caleb, Brother Caleb just, just catches him wrong. Okay. Raise your hand if you'll be on enough, honest enough to say, I have been offended by what somebody else said because I misunderstood them. It wasn't because, and I'm picking on Brother Stephen, I don't know why, it wasn't because of his intention it might not even have been because of what he said, it was because of what I heard. Because sometimes you hear something that's different than what was said. And something man, and when you're on social media and you're texting, you're communicating through messenger about 10 percent of our intent and our communication comes through. Words, the other ninety percent comes through nonverbal cues. It's in vocal tone, it's in posture, it's in delivery. All that that stuff—that stuff—is the majority of, of of our message. And if we only communicate with each other like this, there's going to be misunderstandings. There's going to be. Hey, you know what? You need to. If there's ever a question, the Bible says you need to go to your brother. If you have a problem, you need to go to your brother. You don't need to run it by somebody else and say, Do, do you see what they said to me? You don't need to do that. Right, right, right. Come on. Man. I, gotta, I got an illustration, but I got to get it out of my mind. I'll just go ahead and say it, okay? Go to somebody else and bounce your idea off of them. I'm, uh, you know what? Charlie, he texted me something. I, what do you think about it? I'll get your opinion. And I'll come over here. Charlie texted me that. What do you think about this? Why would he do? And I'll come to you and I'll get your opinion. You know what I did? I just spread the mess out. I didn't clean it up. I just spread the mess out. You know what I need to do? I need to say, hey, hey, man, I need to go to him face to face and say, Maybe I just took you wrong. Please go with that attitude. I think I, I, I must have misunderstood because I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. I think, man, I, what, what, what do you mean here? I, I was just confused. I, you know, I, was, I was texting and driving, probably shouldn't have, and I didn't really understand that. By the way, if you send me a long message and I'm driving, I ain't going to read it. If you send me a hey, how are you? I might respond fine, but if it's the paragraph, I'm like, well, nah. <laughs> I'll get back with you. <laughs> Give your brother and sister the benefit of the doubt. Because when you begin to, if you if you have a little crack, that's where the snakes will get in. That's right. It's where the serpent will get in. God help us. We want to be unified. We want. How's he attack? He attacks with his mouth. Well, let me just throw this out here too. Harken back to the Garden of Eden with me. God forms man out of the dust of the earth. Breathes breath into him, man becomes a living soul. Adam and Eve they sin. They didn't read the end user agreement on that Apple product. Their eyes are open. They get interrogated by God. It's one of my it's one of the most comical scenes in the Bible cuz God comes to Adam and he and he says, "I got to go over this married couple over here." He says, Adam, how'd you know? Well, it was that woman you gave me, God. Man, everything was good. It was that woman you gave me. Eve, what were you thinking? Eve said, it was that snake. It was a serpent. And so God curses the serpent. And he says, "From." me... This time forward, you're cursed. You're going to go on your belly and dust you will eat. Remind me again what you're made out of. Your flesh is made of dust. And if we traffic in the flesh, all that does is give the enemy more to eat. If you sow to the Spirit, you'll reap life. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. The more that we intake fleshly things, I'm back to it, but I don't know how to get away from it. The more that we intake Fox bad news, CN bad news, MS bad news, I can't think of anybody who's been edified by the news lately. I can't think of anybody who watches 30 minutes of the news and they come out 30 minutes more spiritual. I can't think of anybody who's on Facebook for 30 minutes and comes out 30 minutes more spiritual. It sows to the flesh. And as we sow to the flesh, the enemy of our soul just has more to eat on. He's got more to get stronger with. And if you're not careful, he'll become... For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary the one to the other. But if we will get in the Spirit, if we'll walk in the Spirit and not in the flesh, all of a sudden the enemy doesn't have anything to feed off of in my life. Give not place to the devil Can I say Don't give a meal to the devil Don't give him an opportunity Don't give him any flesh To eat on Because he's just going to get stronger How many want to walk in the spirit How many want to sow to the spirit Because here's the promise to those That will sow to the spirit He says behold I give you power To tread upon serpents And scorpions And over all the power of the enemy And nothing shall by any means hurt you The first prophecy of the Bible was your Eve, your offspring is going to bruise the head of the serpent. I want to tell you today watch out for snakes but it's not to watch out and run away it's devil, you should have never come here because you're going to have a bad day. Yeah, man. Yes. Why don't you stand to your feet. It's harvest time. We're going to have revival. God's going to move. God's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. Sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Old men and young men are going to be used in the gifts of the Spirit. God's going to do miraculous things. But I've just come here with this message this morning. Watch out for snakes. Lift our hands. I need some intercessors to get a hold of God for a moment. I need some intercessors. I need some intercessors to build a wall around a garden. If Adam had built a wall around the garden, there wouldn't have been any snakes in there. There wouldn't have been any conversations about, did God say, did God say, in the name of Jesus. Do you know why the enemy wants to cause division? It's because of what brother Josh preached. Behold how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment. It's the anointing. When we dwell together in unity, there's an anointing that flows There's an anointing that flows. He's afraid of unity because He's afraid of the anointing. Because the anointing will destroy every yoke. It's destroyed by, thank you brother Josh for preaching to us about the anointing. He wants to get in your head and get you thinking along his lines, getting, wants you to think along carnal lines because the Bible tells us to have the mind of Christ and as a man thinketh, so is he. If I have, if I start thinking Jesus' thoughts, I'm gonna start acting like him. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, you're gonna lay hands on the sick. In my name, you're gonna cast out devils. In my my name you shall take up serpents and if you drink any deadly thing it shall not hurt you I'm telling you if we'll get in the anointing if you'll we'll get in unity we will have power watch out for snakes why don't you come to the front of this building right now and ask God some people, you may need to raise your hands. Some people, you may need to bare your face. But I want you to begin to talk to God. Is there any place in my life? Are there any cracks in my armor? Are there any cracks in the foundation that a serpent can get in here? la It's bigger than you. It's bigger than than, than your your little individual hurt. It's bigger than your little individual kingdom. It's about the kingdom of God and the harvest. And I'm telling you that there's a danger at harvest time that the serpent wants to come in. There's a danger. He's moving like he doesn't move Uh, at sowing time. He's moving.